Happy Holidays from the DSR Network. We are deeply appreciative of our members and the year that we've had. To celebrate the holiday season, we are offering a 50% discount on either your first month or first year of membership. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the members-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of December, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month or for the first year. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRHOLIDAY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRHOLIDAY. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is the DSR Daily, the Daily Doom Scroll, or as I like to think of it, our Advent calendar of news in which each day before Christmas we open up little windows to tell you the stories of what's happening around the world today and provide you with a little bit of analytical overweight, just glimmers of insight um, that might make uh, your perception of what's going on slightly um, different and maybe a little more um, uh, useful. So uh, I'm joined by my partners in crime here, Chris Cottonmore. How are you doing, Chris? Doing well, thank you. Excellent. And Riley M. Fessler of the great state of Ohio. How are you doing, Riley? Not too bad. Excellent. Uh, You sound very enthusiastic. Uh, All right, Chris, what's your number one story for today? Yemen's Houthi rebels um, are attacking commercial ships in the Red Sea and will continue to do so, uh, it appears, until Israel stops uh, bombarding Gaza. I'm not sure of the effectiveness, but the Houthi rebels are aligned with Iran. Um, It's concerning enough that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has... uh, declared the U.S.'s um, intent to protect shipping in the region, which is already causing delays. Companies uh, who are shipping through the region have rerouted ships, causing additional delays. Um, but yeah, yet another um, another um, outcome of Israel's and uh, in, in Palestinians' um, war in Gaza on in the region well yeah and clearly a lot going on um uh there um uh which clearly has my dog incensed in the background uh but i will try to soldier through it in any event um uh the uh, united states is working with a number of other countries 40 of them uh, signed on to a statement yesterday expressing concern about the threats that are uh, exist from the houthis uh, it's also interesting that in conversations with senior U.S. officials, uh, they believe that the Houthis are operating essentially on their own, that the Iranians have sent them a message along the lines of, um, you know, we're not going to stop you, you can do whatever you want, but we're not supporting it actively. Uh, the Iranians trying to walk a fine line to avoid uh, escalation in this uh, conflict. Um Obviously, other issues 
at the top of the agenda for the United States right now as on the issue of the nature of the Israeli conflict, the duration of the Israeli conflict, the uh, uh, government of Gaza following the conflict, uh, the government of the West Bank following the conflict, uh, and uh, the process towards what might be a two-state solution, the differences between the United States and Israel uh, grow on a daily basis, or at least we become a little bit more aware of the differences that have always existed on that front. Riley? Uh, Big election results out of Serbia. Um, The ruling Serbian Progressive Party claimed victory in the SNAP parliamentary elections, as well as in numerous local elections, uh, which could lead the party to an absolute majority. Did you have a bet on this at DraftKings? Were you like betting the (laughs) outcome of the Serbian election? No. Yeah, but there's kind of a big stipulation here, which is that there are widespread allegations of kind of malfeasance and interference in the election. Um, And it came from the opposition parties united under uh, the Serbia Against Violence banner, but it also came from international observers as well. So there seems to be something to this. Um, The United Opposition, which is called SPN, finished with only 23% of the vote, whereas the ruling party uh, finished with something like 47. Um, But they kind of alleged that the ruling party was busing people into the the capital to vote, which is one of the places where the opposition actually expected to win, which they did not, as the polls are showing now. Um, They released a statement saying that 40,000 people were brought in to vote, which initially to me sounded like a dog whistle, but... Election, observ- uh, election observers are backing this up. Uh, the International Election Observation Mission also said that there were serious irregularities, including vote buying and ballot box stuffing. Uh, local observers reported those those being bussed in from Bosnia-Herzegovina to vote in Belgrade, and then the CRTA observer mission detailed uh, attempts of ballot rigging. So there seems to be quite a widespread issue with this election. It remains to be seen kind of what the result of this will be, um, but pretty serious allegations. Yes, but as of now, uh, the uh, ruling party of President Alexander Vuksic uh, has claimed victory. They should control the majority, uh, more than half of the 250 seats in the National Assembly. Vuksic uh, has got a bit of a soft spot for Vladimir Putin, is not one of the most pro European leaders in Europe and is uh, 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 one of those that we sort of watch warily to see how close they drift to being like Viktor Orban in Hungary. Um, Chris? Uh, China experienced uh, its worst earthquake in 13 years as measured by uh, deaths uh, in the Gansu province, um, which registered a 6.2 uh, magnitude earthquake <clears throat> killing uh, at least 126 people, over 700 injured. Um, exacerbating the situation is the fact that it's extremely cold uh, at this point uh, in in the region. Um, I also find it pretty uh, interesting that news outlets had this pretty far down there list kind of highlighting the fact that there's so much bad 
news around the world and we're dealing with so many things that are an earthquake that injures close to a thousand and kills over 125 people um is just a kind of ho-hum story uh these days um with all the other things that we're dealing with but a pretty pretty bad situation in in the gansu province horrible and uh you know uh I, you know, I would say the Chinese right now uh, have increasing focus on their domestic considerations. Uh, uh, we talked about this before. Uh, there are a number of uh, significant economic issues that they face. Uh, and that, of course, is, is made more complicated when natural disasters like this uh, strike. Uh, in addition, uh, you know, the deal kind of with the Chinese people is that they will be tolerant of a of a of a authoritarian government in Beijing, provided that the quality of their lives improve. Uh, one way that they measure this is economic growth, uh, and that has really been the saving grace for the Chinese Communist Party um, for uh, uh, over uh, forty years now. But uh, you know how they respond to challenges like this. Uh, uh, is is also an important metric. You'll recall that the Chinese response to COVID um, was not very successful, particularly at the outset, and caused a, a very serious political problem for President Xi Jinping. So each time something like this happens, we watch it and we say, how effective is the government in providing the services that people expect? Um, and we will watch that similarly here, Riley. Well, speaking of Viktor Orban and Hungary, uh, they are lifting their block of Bulgarian entry into the Schengen zone in the EU. Um, and a little bit of background on this, they had announced their intention to block their entry over a transit fee on Russian gas that uh, the Bulgarian government introduced in October of this year, uh, which immediately drew criticism from Hungary, whose foreign minister called it a hostile action. Um, and they had threatened to veto their entry into Schengen if the tax remained in place. Um, so over the weekend, the Bulgarian parliament, uh, formally confirmed that it will scrap that extra tax and Hungary's foreign minister confirmed in turn that they will drop their objection, uh, once the law is published, which is expected to be on Friday. And they're also going to ask the European commission to halt the infringement procedure that Hungary had initiated. So again, I mean, the fact that this is over a Russian gas tax, I think is pretty telling. Uh, from Hungary's side and the fact that they're still kind of playing this spoiler in the EU and other international organizations uh, as a boon to Russia is <laughs> problematic to say the least. Yep. And kids, it just goes to show that, you know, you were raised to believe that the people who, you know, are on the side of right and do things in the right way ultimately uh, win. Uh, and while that may be true, uh, they, they, in the short run, Sometimes they don't. And in this particular case, Hungary is regularly using its leverage within the EU, which operates on a consensus basis, uh, to do the bidding of Vladimir Putin. Not cool. Viktor Orban's a bad guy. Um, and he's got a lot more power than he should have. And uh, it does cause some people to wonder why uh, uh, the Hungarian membership in the EU uh, is not. Uh, questioned or or perhaps uh, up for debate. Chris? 
I know this will come as a surprise to both of you, but I have a tech story this morning, which is Google has reached a $700 million settlement with all 50 states uh, who are alleging um, anti-competitive practices and overcharging in the Google Play Store. This isn't significant in and of itself, um, but this comes on the heels of uh, a judge who essentially agreed with Epic Games over Google's anti-competitive practices, as well as the upcoming uh, EU law that will require um, app stores like Apple uh, to allow for sideloading of apps. So in theory, you would you would be able to purchase an app from somewhere other than these app stores and be able to load them on your phones, much like you can do with your computer. Um, my quick and dirty analysis, and I'm going to dig into this further over the coming weeks, um, there definitely needed to be changes to the way the companies that operate these app stores um, are behaving in terms of how they pay developers. Um, but with that said, a lot of developers uh, have become um, fairly wealthy by their ability to be able to distribute to uh, millions and billions of users uh, across these platforms. I also think um, over the long run, it's going to hurt consumers because the reason Apple and Google and others uh, have these policies in place are to protect users from downloading apps that could potentially um, include malware. Um, and you know, malware on your phone is is not a good place to be. So it's it's definitely something I'm paying attention to. I don't I don't have the answer, but maybe future episode as we learn more about what's going to happen and how these companies are going to behave. I can provide my own uh, solution for moving forward. Well, I'm sure everybody in the tech community will be leaning forward and listening in on that. Uh, personally, I will be as well because I don't understand it um, and um, not sure uh, how to feel about this issue. Uh, and that's unusual for me because I got opinions on almost anything as listeners to this podcast and all our other podcasts know. But on this one, I don't know. So do your digging, Chris, and come back and let us know how we should feel um, and, and how we should think. Let's just make the goal of this podcast. <laughs> mind, mind Don't control. think for yourself. Don't think for yourself. Especially just, if you're going to vote for Trump. If thinking for yourself gives you a headache, subscribe to the DSR daily. Uh, we'll help you think uh, and, and allow you to use your brain for other purposes. Uh, Riley, like a hat rat. Riley, what's up? Interesting, interesting news story from, of all places, the Catholic Church. Uh, Pope Francis has approved blessings of same-sex couples, but there are some pretty serious caveats that I, I didn't realize when just reading the headlines. Um, so to dig into this, um, he's formally approved the blessing of same-sex couples by Catholic priests, um, but... Not if the ceremony resembles marriage in any way. Um, so they're still kind of 
there, it seems to me to be an effort to kind of be more inclusive, but also not rock the boat too much. Um, so it's kind of drawn criticism from all sides where, uh, conservative Catholics are of course, uh, you know, unsurprisingly really against this, but also even advocates worry that this still classifies same sex couples as kind of second class or lesser than heterosexual couples, which I mean, I think it, I think it clearly does. Um, if they're still not given the same kind of abilities in the church, um, but it's just kind of an interesting move. Um, there's concerns by other conservative critics that this will kind of lead to more breaks in the church. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's that'll happen, but that remains to be seen. And yeah, I mean, it's just I'm not really sure how to feel about this one either. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this, David. Progress is progress. It's you know, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Um, uh, it's certainly better that uh, there's more openness to um uh people uh who uh may choose uh to be in a, a same same sex couple uh 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 you know people love who they love and i think the message from the pope was um you know we 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 should not um turn away those people from from the church uh, clearly, the, his, the the caveat about the sacrament of marriage being only for a man and a woman uh, is, you know, placates the conservative voices within the church. Um, uh, but where we are in this announcement, you couldn't have imagined we'd be twenty years ago. So, you know, some sometimes things move more slowly than we would like, but we need to acknowledge that at least they are moving. Um, well, I'm real grateful for this chance to talk to you guys here on this holiday week and hear your news uh, uh, updates. Uh, there's there's a lot going on, even though it is a holiday week. Um, and uh, all I would say is, um, you know, ignore the polls. Okay, political polls that 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 are taking place a year before the election um, that have sample sizes of a thousand people that are conducted entirely by telephone um, are pretty meaningless. Um, uh, and there are as many polls that say good things about where the president's going to end up as there are that say bad things. So, you know, if you do a little bit of digging, you'll find that we're not at a moment of clarity on any of this. Um, and uh, uh, anybody who you might read who suggests otherwise uh, is is seeking clicks. They're writing clickbait. Um, but we'll keep tracking these things as well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Riley. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a good week. Don't forget your last-minute shopping, all those presents that people need to get in order to know that you actually love them. Um, and uh, because material things equal love. That's the way it is in America. Um, and uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.